Welcome to Spirit Diaries. My name is Birdie and I am currently from the future, but I am so excited that you all are here and we are about to visit past Birdie to tell some more stories that I forgot during season one of me growing up in this elementary school time period. So if you're not from the U.S., that's about up until about 11, so 10 to 11. And yeah, let's just jump straight into these stories. So another story that I missed during this elementary school time was when I was in fifth grade, my parents put in a in-ground pool in our backyard, which I was so stoked about. Oh my God. I thought it was the coolest thing that we were going to have an in-ground pool. I felt super cool at school when I was like yeah you know my parents are putting in an in-ground pool (laughs) I I definitely thought it was really neat I was impressed because before that we had a very small above ground pool that wasn't fancy at all so I was really excited about it but when they were digging up the land in our backyard to put in the pool There was a spike of paranormal activity at my house, which I was never told about until I was older. So this is something that was occurring at my house that I never knew happened. So my mom ran a business out of the home and she would have clients come over and they would all see this person walking and pacing in the backyard and they would be like, oh, you know, is that your husband? Is that one of your kids? Who is that? And they would all question like, oh, who is that? Who is that? And my mom would get confused because she knew where my dad was. She knew where my siblings were. And she's like, "Uh, well, that's that's no one. And she started to get a little bit worried because so many people had kept seeing this man pacing back and forth in our backyard. And she was getting alarmed of, you know, is somebody breaking in? Is somebody walking around in the backyard? What's going on? And then one day she seen it herself. And... She just seen this man pacing back and forth in the backyard and the activity stopped after the pool was built and it was settled in and that's all there is to that story. But multiple people seen it and my theory is that in digging the pool they probably disturbed a resting place where someone died and they did describe the person as being dark in nature with hair and skin and clothing So they were unsure about, you know, who it was because they thought it looked like my brother and they just nobody knows. Uh, But I also theorized that maybe this person was connected to the twins somehow and maybe there was something there. So I definitely think someone died on the property, though. So... Since this is Halloween, I'm going to keep sharing a few more short stories. So every morning when I would wake up, when I was in the same age of like 8 to 10, there would be this silhouette mark on my window where it looked like a person had been standing. So my windows would like fog up sometimes or stay clear or whatever but there would be sometimes when there would be a like fog mark of like somebody standing there and like breathing on the glass and you could see it was like the shape 
of a person. And the window was in the front of the house. So I always assumed like somebody was like walking up at night and looking in my window. But the fog was always on the inside of the window, which made me really freaked out. I used to be so scared and I would hide in my closet and my closet was one of those long, uh, narrow ones where it's just like a shirt wide. And then at the ends, there was like almost a little cubby hole where there was shelves on the side. And I would always hide under the right side because I felt like something was on the left side. And I don't know why I felt safer inside of the closet when I also knew something was in there on the left side. Which my siblings who have lived in that room have explained to me they've experienced as well. They think there's something on the left side. But I used to hide in the closet to try to get away from it. Which doesn't make sense. And I think it's really creepy how I was almost drawn to be inside of the closet. When I was deathly afraid of the dark and being alone. And it was really, really strange. I've also recently found out that my bathroom where I seen the man in the mirror was known to be haunted by everyone in my family besides me because they thought it was a good idea to not tell me because they thought I would be afraid of the bathroom even though I was already afraid of the bathroom. So... My mom used to get so mad at me and my siblings because she would say that in the bathroom that was closest to our rooms, we would reorganize all the soaps or pull them off the shelves and leave them on the side of the bathtub or not put things away when we did. My mom was a clean freak and we absolutely cleaned up after ourselves all the time. And most of the shelves I actually couldn't even reach. So when it was time for a bath or a shower, my mom or brother would grab off uh, soap or something and sit it on the side of the tub. And then I'd either put it away in a different place that was also on a shelf but not the same shelf. Or they would just come in after me and put it up on the shelf. Either way, it was in the right place. But we kept getting in trouble for like things being thrown on the ground or things being spilled or things being left like upside down in places and weird stuff like that. And I did not get along with my mom very well. And I just wrote it off to her just being mean. But come to find out that my mom started testing this because she ended up believing us that we weren't the ones moving it so she would go into the bathroom and very meticulously put everything where she knew she was putting it she would shut the door and she would leave and then before we came home from school for the day she would go check it to find that everything had been rearranged moved thrown all around and she just came to the conclusion that the bathroom was haunted and something just rearranged things. So she stopped putting anything on that shelf that we would use. And that shelf, again, to this day is just for decorative stuff that never ever gets touched. And no longer does she put any soap up there because whenever she put any like deodorant, soap, um, washing type of things, things that we would access all the time, 
it threw all of that stuff off and it's never thrown the decorations off. So clearly it likes the decorations. But I didn't know this was happening. And I very clearly remember there was one night and we were all sitting there and I kept my hairbrush inside of a drawer in the vanity of the bathroom. And we were sitting there one night in the living room, which was adjacent to the bathroom. So you couldn't see into it, but you were near the hallway. And out of thin air, this hairbrush of mine that was in a drawer, and I know it was in the drawer, again, because my mom's clean freak, I always kept it in the drawer. Um, it came flying out of the bathroom and landed in the middle of the hallway. And we were all together and nobody was in there. And there's no way, even if it just, even if I left it out and it fell off the counter, it would have just fallen on the floor. It made it like four feet out into the hallway before it landed and hit the ground. And that terrified me. And my parents just wrote it off like, oh, you're, you just left it somewhere. You, put it on the edge and I knew I didn't but they were like it's you that's not a big deal just make sure you clean up next time meanwhile they knew all along that this stuff happened all the time <laughs> so I always knew that was paranormal but I didn't know how much that bathroom was associated with the paranormal Hey, it's Birdie from the future, and I get this question all the time about why did my parents lie in this moment? Why did they lie? And they lied because they didn't want to scare me. They knew I was a kid who was very afraid of everything. Honestly, <laughs> I got scared so easily, and they thought if they told me that there had been ghostly activity happening or acknowledged that something unexplained was occurring that they couldn't protect me from they just thought that would completely rock my world in the most negative way and I understand this as an adult who wouldn't understand how to parent a child at that time but the disservice that this did for me was that I was having all of these experiences and I felt so invalidated and this has been something I've had to work really hard to overcome and pretty much all of my 20s was dedicated to relearning how to trust in myself and to get over this hump of self-doubt that I had been instilled with for my entire childhood. So I don't appreciate that I was lied to, but I understand why they did it. The key point in these stories is that I was not the only one experiencing things. And this is the key thing that I want to impress upon all of you who are experiencing activity. The more people who are experiencing it, the more validating the unexplained phenomena becomes because it is just not one account and I get blamed even to this day it happened this morning of people commenting on social media saying you know all these names and accusations about me for not being mentally well and the the frustrating part about that is there is no 
mental illness that can be experienced by a handful of people with isolated events that all match. That's just not a thing. (laughs) And it's so frustrating when people deny the incredibleness that there was over seven different people who experienced poltergeist activity happening in the bathroom and who had strange vibes in the bathroom and all did not speak to each other, but all of our experiences were the same. And environmentally, no, there's no factors that are causing any sort of hallucinatory events to where we all could have been hallucinating and just happened to hallucinate the same thing. So this is really important and this is something I really look for in private cases. It's one thing if there is one person who is experiencing all these things that don't line up to any historical data, that don't line up to anybody's experiences, that has no evidence, that has no proof, that is very strange and abnormal versus a family who the daughter has been experiencing something and the son has been experiencing something and the parents have been experiencing something. And then years later, they all start to tell each other about it and had no idea. And I'm talking about tests have been done. Like I said, there's no outside factors causing this. And this is where we have to take our little skeptic hats and understand that sometimes we can't explain everything and set them aside and accept that there is something paranormal we don't know but there is something happening that is causing this phenomena that is validating and that is such a key point that I really want to make known with this podcast and really want to press that it is so easy to accuse someone of oh you're making it up but how are a group of people making it up and with paranormal investigators who all come to the same location and some of those who don't know information like how Robert and I go I will not know any information. How is it possible that I, without any information, can have these same exact experiences as 30 other teams that they have reported isolated incidents? We've recorded the same strange, unexplained activity and so on. So there are some times where we just have to accept that we don't know what is happening, but we have to acknowledge that something is indeed happening. Okay, I know this got a little ranty. I'm gonna just wind it on down (laughs) and please enjoy the rest of this episode. Wait, 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 wait. I'm channeling a message from beyond. It's from today's sponsors who make creating this podcast possible. Hey, it's Birdie. Did you know that we have an Etsy shop filled with handmade items and incredible vintage pieces perfect for witchy and spooky decor? Go over to spiritdiaries.etsy.com. That's S-P-I-R-I-T-D-I-A-R-I-E-S dot E-T-S-Y dot C-O-M. And indulge in self-care with my handmade bath salts, bath bombs, body oils, room sprays, and 100% beeswax candles. Treat yourself and help us go on more spooky adventures and keep this podcast going. Hey! 
It's Birdie. Did you all know that Robert and I went on a spooky adventure? We visited six notoriously haunted locations over the course of six days, and we recorded it all. We've even won a film award for it. Yeah, that's right. We freaking won. And this is all available to watch for free over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash spirit diaries. Yep. Go watch it right now, subscribe, leave thumbs up, and tell all your friends about our free season streaming on YouTube right now at youtube.com slash spirit diaries. I can't believe we did it. So I hope you enjoyed some of these stories from my childhood that I forgot to tell you. So I think that concludes the time of my younger years in elementary school oh there's one more thing so the woman on the couch from the very first spirit diaries episode i talked about how she was telling me things and i never knew what she said i couldn't remember i did remember i found it written down when i was sort of journaling about all of these experiences before this She told me that the reason I see spirits is because I'm looking with my heart and not with my eyes. And this is going to conclude season one of Spirit Diaries. I just want to take a quick moment and thank you all yet again for listening. This has been an incredible experience and I started this podcast to really share about my mediumship and as a way for me to connect to you guys and sort of figure this out. I have seen so many shows on TV growing up and I never really knew how I fit into the paranormal world. I definitely knew there was this weird connection to it. And I constantly felt drawn to it, but I was never sure, you know, how to figure it out, how to seek help, what was normal, what was strange. And growing up in a religious household who did not want to speak about the paranormal was really hard. And I did not have the internet when I was younger, so I didn't have things like podcasts or YouTube even to search and figure out what I was even experiencing. There was none of those, are you a medium, cheesy quizzes. I didn't even know what the word medium was for the longest time. I never knew what to call myself besides saying that I seen dead people or I seen spirits. So I just want to thank you all for listening. And I really do hope that this podcast helps you if you are figuring out your own mediumship or you know someone or you're the parent to a child who's growing up in this paranormal world or if you are just really interested in all of this and going along this journey and figuring out how it all works with me. So this has been a lot of fun and I cannot wait for season two. If there are topics or if there are places you'd like to see me visit, let me know. I also do have a YouTube channel where I'm putting up my podcast as well. And I'm going to start with season two doing some video 
for these investigations and putting that exclusively on YouTube and then recapping what happened for you all here on the podcast. So a lot of you have suggested to record while I'm at these places with video and not just audio. So I definitely heard you and I'm taking that into consideration. And I think having the video to watch as well as a podcast where I'm going to recount my experiences, talk about the history and sort of go over the whole experience will keep if you just want to listen to the podcast, you will be completely still involved with everything I am currently doing as well as all of my stories are definitely going to continue and I have so many more to do. And then on YouTube, you will be able to start seeing some of these more in-depth investigations. And I'll also be keeping the podcast on YouTube as well. That way you still have access to all the normal content. Oh my gosh, it's future birdie. This was it. This is the moment that started the inkling that we should film our first season. Oh my god, I'm I love hearing this because at this time that I was saying, yeah, I know some of you on video. I was thinking like the scary park investigation episodes, I would just kind of go and sit somewhere and pop up a camera in the corner and that would be it. I had no idea how cool this was going to get and that I would actually be able to go to haunted locations and you all would be so supportive in making this a thing. So thank you again for all of you who originally suggested video. This was something that was never on my scope at all when I started this. This truly wholeheartedly is all because of you. I have full body chills right now. I, of course, always wanted to be able to go to some haunted locations that were notorious. And of course, I thought it would be really cool to have this like classic, you know, media television experience inside of some of these places and sort of poke my finger at some of the things that I didn't find believable and experience it for myself. So thank you all. I I can't say thank you enough. I am giving you all a great big hug right now. You all changed my life. And this was one of those moments right here, right now, in these old podcast episodes that you all made this happen. It was all you. So thank you. You are the best, truly. Again, thank you guys. You rock. I hope you enjoyed this first season and I'm really excited to start season two in just a few weeks with a lot more stories and fun times to be had. And I'm going to leave it there. So I hope you have a great Halloween. Thank you so much for hanging out with me and listening to these stories. And I will talk to you all next time. Thanks for listening to Spirit Diaries. (laughs) 